All right, everybody, welcome to the JBU cast. It's the fencing coach. I am here at my bachelor party, joined by my friend Mike. Sam. Howdy. Hey, guys. Will. A better way to cook. Blue Ape. And, <laughs> and Dan. And uh, Mike is a Giants fan. Sam is a bit of a switch hitter between the um, Patriots and the Redskins. Will is a diehard New England fan Ugh. through and through, despite the fact that there are uh, a ton of reports that are named. You know, there's a Mitchell report, there's Deflate Gate, um, <laughs> Spygate, we can't forget. Just a very scandal ridden team. I, I really appreciate that I got the longest introduction. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, and then That's we great. have my friend Dan, who is a, a Jets fan. That's and right. As we I'm convene here, here um, for this post draft episode, um, I was reminded of a story from 11 years ago when Mike um, was my freshman year roommate in college. And it was the year that um, everyone was wondering, is, is it going to be Reggie, Bu uh, Reggie Bush and Mario Williams who goes number one overall? And everybody was like, oh yeah, Bush, it's a no-brainer. And Mike, do you want to fill my listeners in on, on this story? No, I think I'm going to let you do it, Damien. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. He's on his phone. Yeah, you see, if you if you remember, uh, the night before that draft happened, they signed Mario Williams, and, and I made a $20 bet with Mike that said, um, hey, Mike, I bet you that they're going to draft, you know, uh, Mario Williams number one overall, and he said, that's, that's bullshit, that's not happening, I'm going to take that bet, and um, he took the bet, and then I showed him that they had signed him, and... Mike's a good man, and and he honored the bet. That's what that's what gentlemen do, and so Mike, I appreciate that. So I don't know if that's a bet so much as you pilfering twenty dollars for your is what happened. No, he hustled no, me. It has nothing to do with. And I would credit Damien with knowing a lot more about football than me, but he just fucking hustled me, and it had nothing to do so, with it. So there it no happened, hustling. and you just hadn't looked it up. You just didn't know that it had happened. Already. That is correct. That's exactly what happened. Oh, so it's wow. less of a it's bet. It's not a bet. You, yeah. yeah, you just. He just owned you. Yes, right. that yeah. is correct. But this is this is why it's important when you are, you know. So Damien, so stock, I'm a gentleman, and Damien is a fucking scoundrel. Well, when you're buying stock or when you're making a bet, you've gotta you know do your due diligence before you make these kind of things. And if you don't, you get scammed That's by true. people like me. It's called, so it's called research. It's called ethics research. out the window. It's good. Yeah. So you guys, as as uh, fans of your respective teams, Mike, what did you think of the Evan Angram? First round pick to the Giants. I mean, clearly with O.J. Howard, the superior tight end off the board, um, you had to deal with the the, the, the scrap meets that that uh, you know of the tight ends. Leftover. So, what did you think of the Evan Engram pick, Mike? Foreskin. I think we did the best what we what was available to us. Your best was not enough, and <laughs> again, <laughs> you scoundrel. <laughs> Uh, now, now, Sam, as a, uh, um, uh, it's been a while since the Patriots have had a. Um, have we'll, we'll let's, let's back this up. You can't really call me a switch hitter, okay? Because I'm right. married to a Patriots fan. You're married to a Patriots fan. Okay. I have been a Redskins fan, sadly, my entire life. So let's talk then about Jonathan Allen with the 17th overall pick, right? That well, you had the opportunity with number 17 to get the best Alabama player in the draft, in OJ Howard. Who we got, and you didn't do it. You went with Jonathan Allen. Arthritic shoulders, some issues there in the past. He didn't like, 
you know, do anything really bad like Ruben Foster, who, you know, failed drug tests and, and you know... Um, got himself kicked out. Got him, no, he, the yeah, he, got, he, got, he got kicked out of the combine. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, Jonathan Allen, Sam, what do you think of the pick? Well, for one, he's a, he's a homeboy. He's from Loudoun County. And he Loudoun is, County. you know, grew up a Redskins fan. And it's great to have him home regardless of his arthritic shoulders and the fact that we actually, and I'll comment on not just the first pick, but all of our picks, really not dramatic, which is incredible for a Redskins uh, event because we managed to create drama out of nothing. Right. Um, I have a question for, for Sam. Yeah. Uh, do you think, and I heard, I heard that this was basic, that they basically uh, used Scott McLuhan's draft notes for this and so this might be the last competent draft for a very long time do you is it <laughs> well do you, it's also you think the first this competent tr- draft in do you a very think that's time. true is that i would i truly wouldn't be surprised yeah because we we managed to create a, a bureaucratic infrastructure that doesn't make any sense and is irrational and um that's just how we have operated yeah. for my entire lifetime. So, yeah. and we, frankly, we, I'm yeah. excited from, that we actually had a first round pick. From a distance, I will say he seemed like a very competent personnel per, personnel guy. You know, I uh, I was very I was I was stunned. I mean, it mm. makes a lot of sense. He was they building to, a good team. Since mm-hmm. they seem to re- have actively reject competency, you know, I guess it makes sense. But it's it's just a tragedy. But that that's what we dealt with too, because Bruce Allen, who drove mm-hmm. him out of town, we had Bruce Allen. And that was kind of our undoing after we we fired Rich McKay. So it's just right. it all boils down to the fact that um, Bruce Allen is is the devil. Um, <laughs> I think we could all agree to that that Bruce Allen is the devil. We can also say like we a, could also say Dan Snyder is. I mean, I don't. If Bruce Allen's the devil, then what does that make Dan Snyder? I just want to point out. My name is Dan Snyder. He's not kidding. His name, his legal name, is actually Dan Snyder. And I used to, I used to live. Nothing, nothing against him. I used to live. I used to live in D.C. and people got a real kick of it out uh, down there. And my favorite, my favorite incident was I was. We went to a bar. I was with you, Damien, and it was a football Sunday. And we went to a bar, and I went to order a drink, and the guys asked for my ID, and I handed him the ID, and he, he said, "You got to be kidding me." And then he turned to the other people at the bar and says, nobody can leave until they punch this guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. So a real, a real good real good name to have. It is. So, Will, no let's relation. talk about the Patriots draft, okay? So last year, you didn't have a first-round pick because you cheated. Um, and that was the second time that Roger Goodell had docked you all of a first-round pick because of you, you guys cheating. Um, that's just a fact. Because uh, Roger Goodell's word is absolute, as you know. Um, but, well, you, you traded that first-round pick away for Brandon Cooks. Let's start off with that. What do you think about Brandon Cooks? I feel coming to New England. I feel great about Brandon Cooks as our as essentially our first-round mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about like cheating overall and the s- systemic cheating <laughs> that is coming out of the Patriots organization? Let me let me ask a follow-up to that question, which I is... I get to answer the first question. No, you do. And then, you know, it you seems like... Don't ask follow-up until after the next question. Thank you. It seems, like, it seems like if you look at the Mitchell report, you know, you guys like David Ortiz a lot in Boston, and as it would... Wait, as wait, it, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. So, David Ortiz, the notorious tight end for the New England Patriots. <laughs> well, I just want to, I just want to point out to my listeners, okay, because these are facts that I'm putting out on the table here, that your New England teams 
like to cheat. They like to do the steroids and put the needles in the arm and then, you know, the the, the Ortiz, he so bulked he, up. And uh, I'm just saying the facts. I'm, I'm going to let you get your word in. I'm going to let you defend your team. Okay, this is the no-spin zone. <laughs> this is all spin. <laughs> no-spin zone starring Bill O'Reilly, okay? We cannot deny the fact that... David Ortiz was named in the Mitchell Report for doing the steroids, right? And then after that, he was like, I only did them once. And then he has like the second prime that was going. And then Tom Brady deflated the footballs and the New England Patriots uh, filmed all the, the signals, you know, in, in the spy gate. And so it's got to weigh very heavily on your moral conscience to know that uh, you are um, supporting of a team that uh, cheats. So I'll let you respond now. You know, Damien, my only response is uh, I, I'm shocked that that you didn't mention the fact that the New England Patriots also assassinated JFK from the grassy knoll. They Very did. True. Very true. They did. But you know, sometimes um, where was Bill Belichick? Uh, where was Bill Belichick? Nobody That's a good knows. Point. Nobody knows where Bill Belichick was when when JFK got killed. Nobody. He doesn't know. No. Uh, so, I'm very happy with the Patriots draft, I think. You also assassinated Matt Ryan as well, and, and I forever will be metaphorically of the fact yeah. that um, you caused the greatest choke job in Super Bowl history. I'm sure everybody here is, is very happy with that, too. Division rivals, you Absolutely. are you are welcome. Um, no, I, I, I think this was an interesting year for the Patriots draft. Obviously, we only drafted, I think, four players. Uh, in the draft, whereas we usually draft more than rounds there in the draft. Yep. Um, so essentially, essentially, Brandon Cooks was our first round pick, and it's, it definitely does look like it is the end toward and nearing the end of the Brady era, and we are putting all of our chips in on that. And, yeah. and why I, not? I, I like it, and and I think I'll just say. The Patriots move that I think is under the radar is uh, Michael Mike Gilsley. Mm. Mike Gilsley, okay. All right. What do you think he's going to bring to the table? I think he'll be. I think he's a dynamic running back who could who can really help us. We obviously um, did not resign Legarrette Blunt. Um, I think that's another uh, a former Buccaneer right there. Yeah. Uh, so we, I, we, yeah. I'm sorry about how many former Bucks have won the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Mm, fuck you. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, I would say that this is looking like it's shaping up to be Brady's last year because when you're a 40-year-old quarterback, there's only so much juice left in the tank unless you know you have your own $300 cookbook that he sells. So God, I don't Gilsley, wanna... um, he doesn't like mushrooms. I, I, I he doesn't think... eat fungi. I find that very, very weird. I don't like yeah. that. Mushrooms are very good. They are. They are. Mm -hmm. um, so, Will, now, th thank you for that thoughtful response. Does now, anyone... my next question, follow-up to that is... Does anyone know what the study of mushrooms is called? Shroomatology? Mycology. Mycology? Yeah. Okay, you learn something new every day. So, Will, um, just a follow-up question to, because uh, I, I saw that you danced around the questions about cheating. So, what do you think now that you have deflated footballs and spied? Didn't the Tampa Bay quarterback who won the Super Bowl admit to deflating footballs as well? Um, During the Super Bowl at that? Yeah. Yes, he did. What, what I would appreciate is on my podcast if you could keep your facts out of it. <laughs> okay? oh, I'm sorry, we're living in Trump's America now. Yeah, facts that's right. Are... Alternative facts. Yeah. Oh. That's what you're presenting that's here. That's right. Okay? Sorry. Sorry that's about what that you're fake presenting news. Here. That's fake news. Yeah. You're basically... So what do you think is the next evolution of Patriots cheating? If they can tape the signals and then deflate the footballs, what do you think 
is the next thing that Bill Belichick does. Do you think he's going to bug a locker room like like Richard Nixon style? Like, what do you think is the next evolution of I'm, Patriots? I'm going to say tapeworm. Tapeworm. Okay. Tapeworming the opposing the opposing coach and quarterback. That's pretty Which, savage. It, I like it. Coach, at what point in the playoffs in in the in their next Super Bowl? At what point is this going to occur? I hope all of the above. Okay, so it's just every game they're going court to quarterback. Yeah. Just mysterious the whole, se- whole season. Illness. Mysterious illness across the board. Yeah, and if not tapeworm, I will take Lyme disease. Okay, I've got right. a question. Uh, Dan, 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 Dan Snyder. I want that answer. I've got a question for, uh, for Will, and if anyone wants to put their two cents in on this. Mycology. Two cents in on this. <laughs> put in their two cents on this, they can. Do you think... The Patriots' future quarterback is currently on the roster. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think that I, I wouldn't be surprised if it were Jimmy Garoppolo, just because of the Patriots' current reticence to trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if this was like a holding out for a like a king's ransom type scenario, but uh, Jimmy. Oh, like their style. Yeah, I mean Jimmy. Jimmy G seemed. Very competent in the games he started in Brady's absence, mm-hmm. and that that reticence to trade him suggests that maybe he is the heir to the throne. Yeah, and, and, and that's the other thing about Jimmy G is he's in he's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this year, and they were supposedly getting offers as high as a twelfth pick from the Browns uh, to to trade him away, and and they held on to him. They were not willing to give him up, and that also leads me to believe okay. This is the last year they could have gotten maximum trade value out of him, mm-hmm. and if they had let him go, yeah, that I mean it's pretty clear that that they're going to be keeping him around for that reason. I, I think so, and and I'll also say Jacoby Brissett looked really competent, for, mm-hmm. especially for a starting rookie. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I I would not be shocked if one of those two. I, my guess is Jimmy Garoppolo, but my guess, but I wouldn't be shocked if one of those two is the next. Starting quarterback in the Patriots post Brady era. Obviously, you you watched more of him. I guess I haven't. I didn't watch that much, but he played what a game and a half. Kobe Brissett or, or uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. He played, he played three a game games and a half. this year, right? He, he had a, a he, he shoulder was, injury. He played the Cardinals and then he played two and a half. And half. Yeah, okay. and he was half. injured in the third. And then game. yeah, Brissett came in and he started the next game the and wrecked the Texans. Who's the third game against? Well, no, no. Was he Miami, played. I want to he say? played Miami. He played yeah. the Cardinals, and what was the other team? And he went out uh, yeah. after half the game against the Cardinals. So, and both team, neither team were in any great shape. It, so it could have just been one and a half, actually. Yeah, and I, I don't team, remember. Off the okay, top of my and the head. Cardinals, as we know, kind of imploded. And the Miami, you know, they won their games, but they had a very easy schedule, and they turned out to not be you know, all that good. So, you think that was enough of a sample? They'd be willing to bet on him. More of a sample than most people get. Most, most people get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently most teams were. I mean, the teams inquiring about him were, were willing to give up quite That's a bit. Right, but right, is right. that more? Is that more a symptom of uh, him being good, or sorry, is that more him being good, or is that more a symptom of desperation it's in the rest of the league? Because we've both. seen Dirt the yeah. both. When you look at Kirk Cousins right. getting you know twenty two and twenty three million dollar yeah. you know offers for. Really, seven, 16 to 17 games total over a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And really see what wow. the dearth is because we see where Kirk Cousins' ability to lead when there isn't pressure. Sure. Uh, is, is, you know, we, we see his quality there, and then yeah. we see what happens when he has to make yeah. pressure decisions, and he literally can. Yeah. And has consistently shown that in multiple games, in yeah. multiple scenarios. But, but the thing with, with Cousins is the Redskins quarterbacks this millennium have been. 
Donovan McNabb, Mark Brudel, RG3, who had that brief flash in the pan. Um, oh, and there are more. And the problem Patrick is Ramsey. Oh, another first-round draft. Jason wasted. Campbell. And if we go back to the 90s on. and we look at Heath Schuler and Gus Farad and all the other quarterbacks that we wasted time and money and draft picks on who amounted to, to zero. Former former congressman Heath well, Schuler to you. North yeah. Carolina. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Where we are currently right now is yeah. North Carolina. So, yeah, yeah but, but you – you look at Kirk Cousins, and even though he's got some of that erratic play, probably the best option of quarterback that you've had since Doug Williams. Maybe. Well, he that's not giving us any credit at all. But when you think about our playoff run in 2006, or, yeah, winter 2005, 2006, when Mark Brunel was able to fit into a system, he was a smart KG veteran. He knew what he could do, and he had wide receivers who, yeah. could, who could support the limited abilities that he had at the end of his career. Now we have a guy who is a risk taker, who's a slinger, who is a young quarterback, but he doesn't have the mental capacity to make the fucking decisions that he has to make at the end of goddamn games. Yeah. And that's why yeah. we are still the basement. And right. we will be this year with this defense. I guarantee you we will be the basement of the NFC, NFC East again. Yeah. With these great draft picks and with now a running back competition with our fourth round pick out of Oklahoma, we're still going to be the basement because we don't understand how to let go as the owner. I'm speaking as not this Dan Snyder, but, but the, the owner. Yeah, the real Dan Snyder. No doesn't know how yeah, to no just let the experts do what they need to do. Yeah, and he, he definitely needs to do that. And and all I want you know, is is... There's a lot of realities that I can live with in this world. I can live with Donald Trump as president. What I cannot live with, though, is a man named Dak playing well. I'm sorry, but <laughs> if your name is Dak... Isn't his name Dakota? Isn't it short? Is, is it? I don't even know. Sure it goes by Dak. Dakota. No. We have by Dak. We have a thing for this. Yeah. yeah. Somebody <laughs> fact check that right now. Either way, okay, like, I just think, when I think of Dakota, I think of Dakota Fanning, okay? So here, I will the child actress. Here, here's what I'll That's say That's what about I think of. Dak, Dak Prescott is now, like, the gold standard for quarterback draft picks, right? Why? Because he's he came out of... He was a fourth round pick. Yeah. He was. A now there's some reasons. Fourth, fourth round, and there's some reasons that he fell that far. Yeah. Well, he got a DUI. Yeah, he got he a DUI. He got play right before the draft. That's why he but, fell. But here's my point. Although, here's my point is that he's he has he played very well last season, and uh-huh. granted, it is still a limited sample size. Well, but have we confirmed that it's Dakota? Uh, no. According, according to the Dallas Morning News. His real name is Rain. What? Oh, Rain. That's awesome. Well, now I've that's got no better. Um, and this is quoting the Dallas Morning News, or a podcast, or possibly a podcast that they reference, on when and why he decided he didn't want to go by his real first name, Rain, pronounced Rain. It spells. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled R A Y N E. Oh, that's awesome! Isn't that a and Korean pop star? And if he pick another form of persistence, <laughs> I think Rain is a. Can, can somebody fact check that as well? That Rain is is a is a Korean pop star. Let's Are you thinking of Psy? Uh, I mean, I know Psy, but I think Rain is, is another one. 
Yeah. But, but what I'm saying about but, Dak is, so, is like, that is his that is his name. I don't I don't. It doesn't no. finish the thought. So exactly I, sure I feel like I need why... to sip this just knowing that his name is Rain. It's even worse than Dak. It's a pretty awesome name. Pretty good guy. Oh, you know, can we all disagree? Other than you, I don't think anybody should be penalized for uh, you know. I think that you know guys are looking at that and their the GMs are looking at his thing and none of them think you know maybe. Uh, a black guy getting pulled over in Mississippi, oh, you know, Jesus, is uh, you know, maybe not a big deal, you know, as far as like his concerns wait, about his character. Wait, there's, there's... Right, right. Well, okay. Let me let, let, topic. Okay. Wait, actually, I have I have to amend this. Yeah, amend it. So Rain is his first name, but Dak is short for Dakota, but Dakota is his middle name, so he goes by oh, his middle name. Thank you. So, so Rain, Rain Dakota, Dakota Prescott. Prescott that's is a, that's his a freaking awesome name. I'm throwing it out there. That's a great name. My three Dan, kids are named Clark. Let's finish with your draft, okay? You took okay. Jamal Adams. Yeah, hold on. Let me. Can I just say something? I okay, don't. Fire away. I don't. I barely, you know, like I'm. I've been a Jets fan a long time. I just like. I just don't care anymore. Right. You know, What's it's fan? like Jets. I'm sorry. I just don't care anymore. It's really sad. They're just throwing the, for like the past. Mm. Like six years, they've just been throwing. They've been no plan. They rebuild every other year. And they're just throwing darts at a board and hoping that I don't even know what they're hoping for. You know, it's like every the the cycle has been since since uh, since Mark Sanchez since they realized Mark Sanchez was trash. It's just been you know a year that's bad, a year where they're not as bad as they think. Think they're on the way, you know. Think they're on the way up. Invest in all those players. Discover yeah. that those players were not good, and then start all over again the next year. So like last year. Yeah, in 2015, well. they had 10, you know, they had 10 wins on a very easy schedule, and they decide to pay Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then they just, you know, they and they go on and they they paid a 30 year one year old Darrell Revis like some ridiculous record contract. You know, it's just like they think that they think they thought they were there. Every time they think they're there, they're nowhere near it. They're never going to be anywhere near. Oh, well, you guys are in, in in what you would call QB purgatory. Yeah, which it's is purgatory. Every time. It's it's disgusting. And and the fact that you guys sitting at I mean Jamal Adams is going to be a really good safety. Six. What's you know, that? At the this you know you don't take players like that that high. He's good, but he's you know he was wor- he was worthy of the sixth pick. I think him and, and Malik Hooker and sure. um, now I'm going to say this because we took him in the second round and he's clearly going to be the best safety in the draft. Probably is, uh, Justin Evans out of Texas A&M. Sure. Who uh, is going to make. Um, Jamal Adams look like uh, a little schoolgirl yeah. on the football field, and Jamal Adams is going to wake up every day and say, "I wish I could." So be I'll let me. Evans. Yeah, please continue. I'll let me say. So I this is what I know about the draft. I haven't studied it great in depth. I know who they took, but I you know. So I do know that they took a safety sixth overall. I then I know that they then took another safety, and then they yes. took two wide receivers. And while every position group in the Jets is a position of need, wide receivers actually they got some guys who look okay for the future. So it seemed kind of unnecessary, especially when. They've got nobody to play. Um, they got no tight ends of any kind. You know, they drafted this guy, what, in the fifth round? Uh, something Leggett. I don't know. It's from Clemson. Apparently, he had, they called him Lazy Leggett at, at Clemson. Apparently, he was not all that good and probably that's, won't make it in the NFL. That's not a really good nickname to have. But that's what they call him. Unless it's ironic. Yeah, yeah. unless it's ironic. <laughs> that's, yeah. what they, that's what they call him. That's what they said on the on the Roto World. But that's some nice alliteration, right? That yeah, yeah, it legend. sounds yeah. good. And then there's some guy... What's automatopia? Then they yeah. took a... It's like... Pow. Oink. Then they took a 25... Uh, okay. They all took right. a 25-year-old rookie. Pow! They took a 25-year-old rookie <laughs> from a very small school... 
uh, with very short arms. I know that. And uh, and then they took two corners who are short like arms, very right. tall, but haven't really played much corner. So do you, do, do, you, do, you, do you guys want to see the shortest arms I've ever seen in a football player? Like he looks like a, a, a velociraptor. Yeah. Raptor hands. Um, Melvin Ingram. Yes, that's exactly who I was going to say. Mm. You guys look up Melvin Ingram right now. Yeah, short arms. Look it up. He's so, like 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 a, a little velociraptor. So, Speaking of small humans, how do you feel about the muscle hamster getting in a car accident this afternoon? Oh no. What? Yeah, a minor car accident. Uh, Are you serious? Reported by ESPN this afternoon. Hold on, hold on. I did not, okay, I did not hear about I didn't mean this. To change the subject, but it was just reported. Well, that is something he we says he's okay with up. some lacerations and and bruises, but yeah, his car. Somebody ran a stop sign and hit him. Well, I, they were given a citation, but he. Jeez. I'm glad he's okay. I did not hear like about a that. Pretty significant. Um, yeah. He was hit in the middle of an intersection. This is from ESPN, resulting in the Kia that hit him ramming into the side of a periodontist's office and destroying an air conditioning unit. <laughs> pretty significant uh, impact. At least it didn't destroy any humans. Yeah, uh, well, uh, day drinking in Tampa is real, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And uh, good lord. Well, he tweeted, Doug Martin tweeted at 522 this Thursday evening, as you've read, I was in a little car accident. I'm perfectly healthy. My car, not so much. Oh, and no. he put a picture up. Oh wow! That's okay, sad. I did not hear about that. I'm yeah. glad he's. I'm glad he's okay, and yeah. I'm sure somebody asked about him because, uh, as you all know, Doug Martin um, failed a uh, PED test later on in the season. Mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. Tom Brady spiked his. Um, yeah, we were we were all sh- we were all shocked by this and fell over our fainting couches. Yes, um, but uh, there's there's questions about whether Doug Martin will make the final roster or not, especially because we just drafted. Jeremy McNichols out of Boise State, where Doug Martin also went in the fifth round. Um, so yeah, uh, he, he might be uh, on, the, on the fringe of the roster. Um, and then I'll look into the questions here and see if that comes up at all. Mm. Go into more detail there. Mm-hmm. Dan, did you, did you want to say something? I, I just, you know, I'm just, you got me on a drinking and you asked me about the Jets and I'm just like, I'm just stewing. You know, yeah, drink it. You I know mean, who they, drink and so your, you haven't me, mentioned Geno Smith getting punched in the so, face yet, yeah, which is sad. Yeah, that was pretty Gino funny. I don't mediocrity even, in general. Yeah, but you know what? Geno Smith would have been the best quarterback on the team if the, this year. And they should have let him play because they should have found out if they actually had anything in him. Well, you know what yeah. I mean? If anything, they, at this point, they should have looked at, at Hackenberg, who was a dumb pick. To that was a terrible. That was a, that was an atrocious pick. And now the but, quarterback. But they didn't even put now, him on the field. They didn't even put Hackenberg the on the field. The quarterback is Josh fucking McCown. Uh, yeah, I know all about Josh McCown. Yeah. But I'm grateful for the Josh McCown for one reason. That that weird anti-pornography play, PSA. Uh, I don't know about that. But uh, he's you got to watch that. The that. Buccaneers got the number one overall pick and got Jameis because his crappy play. That's true. They got That's us true. one win the entire season. That was pretty good. Yeah, Dude, but I, I, so how, how do you, you not? How can you, in good conscience, sign that man to and then ask fans to like come out and watch that team play? That is malpra- That is malpractice. As yeah. far as 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 a as a sports franchise, that is malpractice. I am disgusted well, with this the, franchise. Well, the Buccaneers had to suffer through Josh Freeman and Bruce Gradkowski, and I mean uh, Josh Johnson. Just and so many bad quarterbacks. You're paying him uh, to do what exactly? They're they're uh, yeah, trotting him out saying, oh, they're Josh trotting him out Johnson, saying, was... they're trotting him out saying, oh, this guy's a leader. You know, this guy is going to be a good influence in the rock room. What fucking good has that been to any team that he's been on? You know what I mean? The teams that he's been well, on for the past... he gets teams the number one overall pick. That's his job. That he has, got the Browns' you know number one overall you pick. You make a good point, because the other thing I was going to bring up is that clearly this team wants to tank. No, but can you tank in the NFL? Can, you know, like, well, this look, is how you, guys, you do it, I guess. I mean, tanking, you guys had the sixth overall pick. But that's not enough. You need top three at least. The you only quarterback that was off the board 
by the time the Jets picked, was <laughs> was bitch Trubitsky. Yeah. And and then and now we've arrived. And then, and then, and then the, retire, then, Mitch. Yeah, but 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 then you know the 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 uh, the. What the Chiefs traded up for Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and then um, uh, the the Texans traded up for uh, Deshaun Watson. So you guys had an opportunity, and I, I think Jamal Adams is clearly the best player available at that point. But mm-hmm. if you guys wanted to address the quarterback situation, yeah, you damn well could have done. You could have traded they down. Could've, you could have traded down. You're either. right, they, but I think that they're they're doing they're doing that thing where they think. You know, tank for X, for player X next year because player X's performance this year is gonna you know clearly continue into next year and yes. it'll be the same player. But we've seen time and time again that that is a very stupid thing to do because you know Matt Barkley would have been the number one pick overall pick one year. Yeah, you know? yeah. So would Matt Liner have been at yeah. one point? Yeah, and, and these guys they go back to school and they do themselves no favors, and it's good in a way because you know they expose themselves as the subpar players that they are, but. The point is, waiting and planning ahead, and basically trying to bet on a player to be there and for you to be in a position to take him is just not, it's just never going to work. That's true. You know, it's, and it's, you just got to fall into it. It's just got to be blind luck. Personally, I kind of wanted them, I, you're going to yell at me. You're going to yell at I me. I probably will, yeah. I, I wanted them to take, uh, I was hoping in the second round they might take Deshaun Kaiser. I, I know you're thinking it's crazy, you, but, 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 you, but here's the thing about him. Here's one thing about him, and I'm going to get a little technical here, okay? Okay, get technical. All right. Play it on me. I uh, uh, I watched some, I read some interesting articles about him and some of, and there's a writer I like a lot I don't know how to say his fucking name uh, but he works, he writes for Football Outsiders and pre snap reads it's like C I A N Fahey something like that he does really good talking, quarterback breakdowns about, yeah. yeah yeah and he did a really good one about Deshaun one thing that was interesting about Deshaun Kaiser and that is he has very he moves in the pocket incredibly well and has great feet to the point that it's like you know, a complete outlier among college quarterbacks, at least the ones in this class that he was breaking down, snap by snap, play by play, all of them. Yeah. And, and that is something that a lot, and he, you know, and I agree with this assertion that that's something that's missing from a lot of these guys. And being able to move in a pocket and being able to, like, know how to extend a play by moving in the pocket is something that a lot of these guys lack when they come in. You know, you look at a lot of the guys who are playing, who are the young rookies, I don't know if you looked at Jared Goff, but he has no idea what he's doing. You know, he's just standing there, and that's no, why but, he kept but getting but he's going to be a guy who trucked. I think he will get, I mean, he had no line in front of him. Sure. And I think once he does... But knowing how a, to move can help that a lot. Yes. And I, I Yeah, but extending the play when you're not used to the speed of the NFL becomes irrelevant when you don't have a line sure. who can block anybody. So Kaiser, though... You can't develop sure. that. But he a, showed, I watched dozens of plays where he... The line was terrible. Yeah. They broke down. People were getting in his face right away. And he extended the play just by making a very subtle shift, keeping his feet moving and keeping his feet under him. And that's something I think that's a quality that's missing. And that was something I think that you can work with. Yeah, and that's why the Browns were willing to, to, to draft him in the yeah. second round. And, and that was, and that was great. I like, they I had like so what they're doing. Round picks. At they least they got have... a fucking plan. And, but, and that's part of the reason they're the Cousins. And they got it. And hey, hey, you know what the Browns have? They actually have a pretty good line. They got they, a lot of good guys. Yeah, they probably have the best, the second best offensive line. They the got NFL some line. good guys Cowboys. to play the line. They got some, you know, they got guys that they drafted to play the line. They got long. Joe Thomas. They got Joel Batonio. They signed J.C. Treader in free agency, and then they got Kevin Zeitler. And yeah, then on the right, they got, they got some got good Cam, guys. Cam Irving, Whoever sets, guy. who's ever going to play quarterback for them, is not going to be in the worst situation imaginable. No. So now with our draft review, I want to get into questions here, so we can get to playing Mario Kart and drinking more beer. Um, the first question comes from Kabume, and he wants to know, how do you feel about our defense? He says, I was feeling pretty good, but I've been watching our last season and remembering just how awful they were at times. I guess I'm getting a bit doubtful right now. 
So, Kabume, if you remember at the beginning of the season last year, um, things were pretty bad. We were all over the place on defense. There was no communication. By the end of the season, uh, around after the time of our bye week, uh, we were not giving up those big plays anymore. I think we had the record for um, most 40-yard plays allowed to start a season. It was pretty dreadful. Uh, the Mike Smith signing was not looking uh, too lovely at the time. But by the end of the season, uh, it was looking a lot better. I think our defense is going to get a lot uh, better this year with somebody like Justin Evans in the secondary, Noah Spence uh, continuing to develop as well. The addition of Chris Baker is very good. My one concern is that we don't have any cornerback depth, and Brett, Brett Grimes is uh, 34 years old. He's still playing. He's still playing, and he played oh, really well for us last Listen year. Now. I like him a lot. He has one of my favorite interceptions of all time against the Lions, Take, taking one out from, taking a touchdown away. From uh, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Uh, he went. He gets up like five feet in there. You can look it up. It's probably the best play of his vertical. career. Yeah. He And he's what? 5'8 or something like that? 5'9? He's very, he's a short. He, he's a, short. He's not 5'8. He's like short for a corner. For and a corner. He's and like I like nine. him because he, you know, he, he's my spirit animal because, you know, he tore his Achilles and came back stronger. And, and, and my buddy Sam across the table uh, is, is an Achilles terror as well. I'm an alum of the Achilles rupture. What's yes. that? I'm an alum of the Achilles rupture. Yes, he's an alum of the Achilles. We tore ours like three weeks apart. It's pretty crazy. But yeah. anyhow, Kabume, our defense... Uh, bonded. It's like it, a ghost. Yes, that's right. That's right. If any of our cornerbacks go down, we're screwed. So I feel great about our front seven. I like the addition and the investment uh, of uh, Beckwith as well. But if, if uh, anybody in our secondary goes down... We're doomed. You make, my buddy You make here has asked, what are your overall impressions of our draft? How it went this past weekend, Part B. What's your feeling on Justin Evans? I was a huge cheerleader for him to be taking. I, I was feeling uh, him more in the third, but I understand why light Tilkham safeties were dropping like flies. Overall, our draft, I feel great about. It's uh, what I will call a fine wine draft, in that if you're expecting any of these rookies to come in, and perform instantly, you're going to be sorely disappointed. O.J. Howard is going to be competing with snaps for, with, with Cameron Bray. Um, you know, obviously we're going to want Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson on the field. Haha, <laughs> we took them from you, Sam. At the same time, uh, and so you're not going to see a lot you, of you situations. You did explain why it's a fine wine draft. It's a fine for wine draft. For wine drinkers. Because wine ages. That's there you why. Go. Yeah. Now you've explained it. Oh, thank you. So if anybody is expecting, you know, Godwin or Beckwith or O.J. Howard to come in from day one and perform, uh, they, they're going to be disappointed. It's going to be the kind of draft that in about two years, three years, this is where these guys are going to start to perform. So don't expect instant impact. It's going to take a while. Uh, Dan Snyder is raising I have his a hands. question. I want one of these people who have a phone. Can somebody look up what year O.J. Howard was born and when he was given the name O.J.? Uh, his, well, I would assume it would have happened near the time of his birth. Probably after the name. No, so, OJ no, 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 no. So, <laughs> O.J. Simpson, if you're asking, his name is Orenthal James. Sure. O.J. Howard's name is Oterius Jabari. Jabari Howard. Okay, Correct. all right, okay, so okay, okay. Any, uh, any, um, uh, and he was born in 1994. I'm only, I only bring it, okay. And he does, uh, can you look up what kind of car he has? Because if he's got a white Ford Bronco. <laughs> we I'm only asking, I'm asking. I'm bringing it up because I feel like we have approached, you know, we approached the past few years 
you know, we've, the past few years, suddenly every draft, I feel like every other draft guy, there's a lot of kids named Shaq, you know? Yeah, there kids was Shaq Lawson last year. Yeah, there's a lot of Shaqs, uh, you know, Shaq Evans, Shaq Thompson. Yep. A lot of Shaqs coming out. I'm just wondering Shaq what Shaq Evans, the, a deep cut. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <you know. laughs> there's a lot. We're getting out of the, uh, you know... Okay, so... We're so, getting that past that era, you know, where the kids were all named Shaq. And, and that's true. And OJ coming up. That's true. So get, get into the second part of you makes question about Justin Evans and how I feel about it. He had 38 missed tackles in the last two years. That's some bad news right there. Uh, you know, you, you, your job as a safety is once, uh, once to get past the first line of defense there is, is to take their asses down. And uh, you missed 38 tackles. It's bad news. Uh, so all in all, I like his intensity on the field. I think that he's, um, he's a hard hitter when he actually hits. Got pretty good ball skills as well, uh, but I'm concerned about him. I think he's going to need some heavy-duty coaching. I think if we throw him to the Wolves day one in a division that has Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, he's going to die. He's going to be burned alive, and he's going to die. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Does the NFC Dance South have the best four quarterbacks? Yeah, it's got Drew Brees, a future Hall of Famer, in the last. I don't two think guys there's a big week. There's no major weak link there. No. No, there's not. Um, Jameis needs to stop, you know, throwing completions to the defense. But um, but he's, you know, he's good. <laughs> we get over that little hump, though. It'll be it'll be all right. Yeah, that might be the top. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other divisions. There's really nobody who's solid quarterbacking all the way through. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit more about scandals, and I'm going to turn to Mike here for a second. Okay. Um, how did it feel in 2004 when your quarterback went to his dad? And cried and said, I don't want to play for A.J. Smith in San Diego. I don't want to play for the San Diego Chargers. And he, he, he threatened to be traded. How did it make you feel that your quarterback did that? I will be honest. Yeah. I have a very complicated relationship, not relationship, but some feelings question. regarding <laughs> Follow-up question yes. before you complete your answer. How does it feel to know that your quarterback claimed to have game-worn sports memorability? It wasn't game-worn at all. Wow. I'll let you answer your question. Yikes. Fraud. Because my quarterback... This feels like ambush journalism. (laughs) My quarterback doesn't have a pockmark on his record, so I will let you answer your question. My answer to all of these questions is, David, this is your best part, so I'm prepared to allow you to use whatever types of... Not comebacks, but you know, whatever types of bon mot you want to throw at me, feel free. You're stepping around the question. I want an answer. Immediately. I liked his answer. Please. Is it intense? Here, here's my answer, and the podcast viewers can't see it, but I'm doing the crab walk. Nice. It's a good crab walk. <laughs> Listen. Very solid. If you're making a joke, if you're making a joke about the fact that Janice Winston went into a Publix. And shoplifted. It's not as effective on the podcast, I admit. He's walking around doing crab pitching, okay? And I, I want to, because I think in this day and age, and I think we'll all agree that we're somewhat politically minded people, and I think we'll all agree in this day and age that people are forgetting about the Constitution of the United States of America. And it says right there in the Constitution Thou shalt steal crab legs? What? It says that you have a right to life. Liberty in the pursuit of crab legs from Publix. Oh, yeah. I it says that <laughs> oh, in the Constitution. And I will not have you sully the name of my quarterback 
Yes, he shoplifted, but it was it was for a reason. It was exercising his constitutional right. Point of order. Point of quick quick point of order. Uh, life, liberty, and anything is in the Declaration of Independence, not the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> and was it not the wise man, Damien, who said that day drinking in Florida is real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say it is in the... Con- it's, I, think it's, I think it's the 43rd Amendment. It says right there... liberty in the pursuit of crabbling publics that you could steal if you're James Winston. It says it right there in the Constitution. And I would appreciate it, sir, if you would do a little bit more reading to understand what your document that protects itself says, okay? Okay? Are you done? I'd like to turn back to Mike now because that was... My answer to all of this is I think we should just all agree football players are generally bad people. <laughs> we are going to watch football and just throw everything else out the window. That's right, yeah. Final answer! There is a lot of cognitive dissonance that goes into being a football fan. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was funny because we drove by uh, Newport News today, uh, where, where Michael Vick is from originally. And you might say, Newport. you might say, this might be hyperbole a Newport little bit. Newport News? You might, that's where Newport Michael News. From. That's yeah. the name of a town in Virginia. I yeah. did not in the know that. Roads area. Then you, in fact, drove by on your way to Virginia Beach today. Oh, we shit. Okay. Yeah. We did. And, and I was busy being yelled at and not being... You know what? Never mind. Deservedly. Yeah, yeah deservedly, yes. probably. Uh, and, and, that's and, right. Anyhow, that's where Michael, Michael Vick, Vick is are. from. And, and you might say that Michael Vick is kind of like the Adolf Hitler of the canine race. Anyhow. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. I'm, what? Hold on. Speaking with the... I think if you're Who's okay, I think if you're okay with eating <laughs> some animals and all the abuse that goes into the manufacture, you know, the, or the, the breeding and, and, you know... Uh, slaughter and yeah, packaging of animals. False equivalents I'm not. I'm just saying, Vick. if you can be okay with eating a burger, you should be fine with a guy like killing some fucking dogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Okay. I would uh, eat. Uh, thank you from the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm Maybe this is why the Jets. I, I would eat. I would eat a fucking. Dog. These are their fans. I would. Eat, <laughs> I would eat a fucking dog. I don't oh care. my god. Yeah. And his name's Dan Snyder. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Oh, just. Oh Jesus! Okay, this is what happens when um, you invite your friends. Yeah, to when podcast I invite my, my friends to drink and podcast. Okay, drink. one more question here from you, Meg. Who will have their coming out party this season? I think it's going to be Jerry McNichols. He's going to push Ooh. the muscular rodent to be the best he can be. But ultimately, I think late in this year, Jeremy will win the starting role. I don't see McNichols as a starting running back at least his rookie season. I think it's going to, if anybody. Is going to be that Doug Martin for it's probably going to be Jaquiz Rogers splitting carries with with uh, Sims. So I I don't know how much of a role McNichols is going to have, but you know I'm wrong about ninety percent of the time. So I think Jaquiz so, Rogers is shorter and possibly denser than Doug Martin. So <laughs> let me let me ask you. Yeah, that. he's like a muscular. Like, so I'm just saying, like, is he <laughs> could he claim the muscle hamster? Type? No, he can't. I think I think I think he's more like the the muscle pygmy shrew. <laughs> He's like 180 pounds. But I've seen him, and he's like he's, he's like five six, but his legs are like wider than can, like my torso. Can I, can I ask a, real, a, a question? Sure. Do you think that Brait ha- can still have a coming out party, or like a like a career year, like a? He went to Harvard. Do you, do you yeah, think that he qualifies as an answer to this question? Um, I I think that yeah, I think Braid is still on the upswing right because now. Because I, I my answer to that question as not a Tampa fan, 
uh, more of a Tampa casual observer, is great. Because <laughs> he showed some real promise, and I think especially if they have if they start running two tight end sets with Howard, like it could it could be very legit as an as a plan B from Mike Evans. So the thing thing about Bray that that I like is that he had his start of his prime upswing was last year that he really started developing the rapport with Jameis. If you guys look this up, there's this video out there that pre-snap break gives Jameis some little wavy signal that says, like, I like what I'm seeing in the defense. And Jameis sees this and completes it for a pretty big touchdown. So I think they're developing that rapport that Jameis hasn't had with a lot of his targets because he's had no continuity. Uh, So I think break is only going to continue getting better. He's not near his ceiling yet. So I think... So, yeah, he, so he's, he's my he's my answer to that question. He'd be a candidate for sure, but I think as OJ Howard uh, develops and starts getting snaps, they're gonna he's gonna take away a few of those from from Brake probably because if you have, are you all right there? But yeah, he just had a, like a, a hiccup. Burp. I'm good. Okay, all right. Um, if you're gonna have, you you can have two. You can run two tight end sets successfully in the NFL. What team taught us that? As long as one of them isn't a murderer. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, low blow and unnecessary. Sad story. No reason to go there. That's just nobody won that. I think there's a lot of nobody reasons to go there. This. Coming from the Patriots fan who's giving his sure, you know, sure. I agree. And I'm a Gators offensive fan. advice. I'm a Gators fan, so I'm with you. So, Will, let's talk scandals again, okay? Oh, Jesus. Um, when Aaron Hernandez murdered somebody. Um, Possibly more. How much? Which, which person? Yeah, which, which person? There were several, only one of whom. Why do you uh, not think Bill Belichick, who is a Sith Lord, um, I figured that at that point, Bill Belichick would have extended him. Why didn't Bill Belichick do that? I can't give probably, probably because <laughs> we're dealing with like a, a murderer. Don't, don't answer this question. <laughs> okay, anyhow. Moving on to the next question. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth yeah, be with you. That's when we're recording this. Happy Star Wars Day. <laughs> this question from Danny Lyon. I always feel like I have to say his name in, in an Irish accent. Danny Lyon. Is he Irish? Is I don't know, but but it's just got the name of Danny Lyon, and I feel like you got to Is that an Irish accent? Danny Lyon? Yes. Were there any players left on the board after a pick oh, that no. you would have preferred over who we got? That's a good question. Um, No. I think we went. <laughs> I think we went with a with a pure best player Damien, available. Very impartial here. Well, I, so I, I think that we went with the best player available draft, right? Like at number nineteen, did we need a tight end? No, but OJ Howard was far and away the best player available. If you guys read, you know, my my draft needs post that I wrote about, you know, what we needed going into the draft. I think I wrote, hey, it'd be really cool if OJ Howard fell to nineteen. He's not going to be there. It's no chance in hell it happened. And, and it did. It happened. So, and, and then, you know, in the second round, I really wanted Forrest Lamp. He's got a cool name. Like, it's like Jungle Flashlight or Moonlight Torch or, or, or you know, Foliage Beacon. Uh, he has a, a name like that. It's two nouns. I think it's really cool. Um, but he was off the board by the time we picked. Uh, so, I think we needed a safety and we probably got the best one there in Justin Evans. Third round, Chris Godwin, clearly best player available. He's going to be a bench warmer for the most part this year, I think. But we need a wide receiver depth. It needed to be done. What are you guys laughing at? 
looking at the Facebook. Oh, oh God. Okay. It's a Steve Bannon joke. Don't worry. Oh, it's a Steve Bannon joke. Steve Bannon would make a pretty good defense. Yo, can tackle. I make a comment about O.J. Howard? Yeah. You know, he's definitely was also brought in to counteract Jameis Winston's questionable moral compass. No offense. <laughs> you know Are you that, sorry? You that O.J. Your mind? Howard. That O.J. Howard. This is good for you. O.J. Howard was selected to the SEC's All Community Service Team. Did you know that? He has donated his time to several causes, including visiting children's hospitals, retirement retirement homes, and helping with Habitat for Humanity. Nice. So he's a really, he's a good guy. It really counteracts your your quarterback. So. Oh, you know. Thought I got that dig in there too while Dave. Dave just got a little less real in Tampa. (laughs) So I am trying to think of a low blow that I can make for the. I don't think that was a low blow. I think I was. I mean, it was factual. Um, the worst thing that James quoted from Buccaneers.com. Dot com. Did they say questionable moral, moral character? <laughs> Not of that part. That was me. I think that's implied, though. <laughs> yeah, it's called news aggregation, Damien. Exactly. They know. Actually, who I, was, I was reading something crazy about OJ Howard in, in high school that he, yeah. um, his high school in Alabama, he tried to bring a white girl to prom. And they barred him from doing entering, that. yeah, from doing like so. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's Different it's world. That was something that somebody posted that, um, and I, I didn't know that, but that's insane. Okay, I'm pretty buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, the hood, the bad, the ugly. Let's get to your question here, and we'll go through a few more of these here. Uh, in my opinion, every team in the NFC South had a very solid, if not great, draft this past weekend. Saints added uh, Adrian Peterson, the child beater, uh, who hits That's, his kids with switches. Not Nintendo switches, but real ones beforehand. And is that in the question? or No, or? that's just my own uh, comment. Okay, I want to say. It's a fact. They pay their players money to uh, 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 smash them in the head. Right? Are we all, I'm seeing nods around the table. They did that. And do we all agree that Adrian Peterson uh, beat his kid with a switch and not Nintendo? Yeah. He definitely did that. Because I have a Nintendo he, Switch, and there's not a lot balls. of like lashing action. It's like just it's more like a solid. So, are, are you? Can I ask you? No, there is there is a no. strap on it, as part of this. It's it's, it's related to this. <laughs> it's related to this. How do you feel about the Adrian Peterson signing? Do you think he still got got something left in the tank and can help the Saints, or do you, how do you and how do you think that works with Ingram? I think he's got something left in the tank. Um, is he gonna? If they're trying to use him as a feature back, it's not a good signing. Um, I I see it a lot like when your Jets signed Ladanian Tomlinson later on in his career. He had one decent year for them. Decent. He had one decent year, but then mostly as a pat, ca- uh, pass catcher. But AP's not a great pass catcher. No, and, he's and not he a can't good pass, pass protect, and he can't right. run out of the shotgun. Right. He's a- Rather well, he doesn't play. like to run Sorry. out of the shotgun. He doesn't like to. Well, he could, you know, if he could choose yeah. to be effective, you know. So, so do you think that that's a good signing for the Saints, and are you worried about it? I'm not worried about it, but I think it's a good signing for the Saints. Um, I, I'm more worried about their receiver core and guys like Michael Thomas, Willie Sneed. No, yeah, Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. Uh, <laughs> I'm worried about Willie Sneed because. Um, Every time I look at his face, it gives me nightmares. <laughs> I mean, look him, look him up right now. Okay, look him up. Take a look at Willie Sneed and tell me, is that... Interesting looking guy. Yeah, he looks like... 
an, an alien in a Shetland pony, <laughs> and, and Michael Jackson but, um, plastic surgery. But Michael Jackson he plays had a baby. for the Saints, and none of us do. So we're just. Yeah, anyhow, so uh, Adrian Peterson, I, I think he'll probably get, you know... Oh, no! <laughs> the early results are in a Willie Seed's face. He's a fine-looking guy. <laughs> so this would give it two thumbs down. <laughs> you hate to see he that, He just cotton. has unfortunate bone structure. It's really all, all you can say about it. Hand me the phone. I, mean, I want to look at this guy. He's not... It's not as bad what? as actually. Very attractive. Mean, okay, so I've got a very attractive bit, man. I've gone on a, on a, he's, got uh, an he's got nice features. Not bad. He's got unique features. Okay, I, would, so I would disagree with one assertion about all four teams' drafts. I don't like, I really don't like uh, the Panthers' pick, first pick. <clears throat> I'm not a fan of the Christian McCaffrey thing. That's interesting because he, he's asking. Of the four, who had the best draft? And ah. I was going to say the Panthers because okay. of Christian McCaffrey. Because and because of oh. Curtis Samuel. I just don't. See, I don't see it. I see when I look at Christian McCaffrey. I see, first of all, I see a position that's you know like if you can get ninety percent, eighty percent of Christian McCaffrey for you know in the fourth round, and I feel like a lot of the time that seems to happen. You know why you don't need to spend the the eighth overall pick on the guy. Second, I feel like we've seen this type of player a lot before, this kind of hybrid player, and they're electric in college, and then they come in, you know, like Reggie Bush, you know, he was he came in, you know, kind of had a similar resume, similar point. play style. Tavon Austin, similar thing, you know, he's a running back, he's a receiver, he's both things. Do you know I've won as many in, Heisman trophies as Reggie Bush? Who? Me. That's good. Yeah. I went to college with you, that's not true. Yes, uh, it is. Anyway, I just see, I just see, I just see another one of those. I just see another one of those. I see another player who's going to struggle to find, going to struggle to find a position, going to struggle with a higher level of competition, and or and and also, you know, these guys in college, you know, they're they're so electric and they stand out so much. They their offenses are, you know, uh, crafted around them. You know what I mean? In a way that doesn't quite happen in the NFL. Now he's going to, you know, compete with other people. Are they going to? Is yeah. he gonna? You know, are they gonna feature him to the point that it's worth spending an eighth overall pick on a guy, or, well, they, they you, or do they just spend the eighth overall pick on a guy who's getting who's gonna be used thirty percent as much as he was in college? So, w- w- I, I was strongly against taking a running back in the first round uh, for the Bucks, at least. But if another team does it, share more power to them. I think he's gonna be really good for early on. But you know, we, you, you get used up as a running back. The inevitable inevitable point mm-hmm. comes where. You get too many carries, and he took sure. an insane amount at Stanford. Yeah, he took a pretty big beating there too. Yeah, um, and so the, you're, so I'm worried about him early on. It's you're worried about him early on, and no, nah. I mean that's the other thing. You just invested in a guy who at, at the position with the shortest lifespan in the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, when you invest in a guy at eight overall, you're trying to find. I mean, you're trying to find. I mean, it doesn't always happen. It rarely happens, but you're trying to find a guy who. Is going to be a cornerstone. Is going to be there for a long time, and you're investing in a guy who you know is basically destined to have a pretty short prime. You know what the average running back career length is in the NFL? Three, three years, two point five seven years. There you go. Yeah. And so, is that worth the eighth overall pick when there are other, a lot of other holes on your team? There are not a lot of holes on the Panthers. Um, they had a rough time. They had a rough time. They they they, they, rough, they righted the ship towards the end for sure. They had but, a rough post Super Bowl year. Yeah. Uh, Why? They had a lot of. Teams, yeah. A lot of teams do have that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can't recover from that. I'm with Will. I mean, even a receiver is a similar, I would make a similar argument about receiver, but even that would be, might have been a better pick. But But, like they're, they're clearly talent deficient at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And um, what's Kelvin Benjamin weighing these days? I I believe he, I believe he showed up to mini camp at 287 pounds. You hate to see that. McCaffrey catches passes, but his, Ceiling as a receiver is what? Like a very good slot receiver? You know? Yeah, and a very good slot receiver is pretty valuable for a guy like Cam Newton who, who throws put high. up an MVP with not a lot of guys to throw to. Sure. So I'm pretty worried about the, the Panthers top to bottom more than any team in the NFC South. All right. Uh, I have a quick answer to this one. I dumped Adele, which is a great name because I hate Adele. He, he asks, nice. what's a bigger overall concern for you, the offensive line or the secondary? Yes. <laughs> I have no. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Let Let's take uh, Let's take a one or two more here. Devil's Advocate asks, "Did your heart ache for Glennon after the Chicago pick?" I'm not gonna lie. My second thought after Holy fuck, Chicago's new Cleveland was wow. I wonder how the fencing coach feels about this dick move to his beloved Glennon. So, you guys. And I'm getting skeptical looks here. I'm going to make a confession, okay? It's a confession, all right? I want you to go right now to um, reddit.com slash r slash Mike Glennon. I don't have a phone. You don't? Okay. And, well, I'm going to just admit right <laughs> thank, now. Thank I'm just going to keep looking at these pictures um, of Willie Sneed. Thank I, you for sharing. Who's <laughs> a good-looking guy? I am, Reddit. I am um, the leader of a cult. I'm the leader of a cult. Slash Mike Glennon. Yeah, reddit.com slash r slash Mike Glennon. Um, and Mike Glennon is, uh, as you know, guys, I was raised Jewish. Uh, but then I saw the light when Mike Glennon was our starting, our, <laughs> our, our quarterback. And let's not make any mistake of it. Mike Glennon is God. Um, and I'm the head of a cult. He's uh, very tall. He's very tall. He's got a long neck. He's magnificent looking, too. Um and we have, we have a rule. So Willie Sneed I, I have a is rule. giving you nightmares, and you but you like this guy. You like. Please leave the table. Please leave the table. You're done. Willie Sneed's very attractive. Okay, so Mike Glennon, um, we have a rule on the subreddit that every post has to include the words uh, "kneel before the ginger giraffe, kneel before him," or they get removed or deleted. It's a strict rule, um, and so I, you know, devil's advocate to answer your question. Um, I was heartbroken. It was a lot like if you ever played Final Fantasy VII, watching Sephiroth plunge a sword through through uh, Eris's back and, and kill her. It's like when Old Yeller got taken out back and shot. It was like You're fr- I'm glad you led with the Final Fantasy VII accessible reference there. Yeah, yeah. Old Yeller getting taken out back and shot. Oh God! You know that happened. That's true. Well, in a book, it happens. In a book. Spoilers. Uh, so it was a betrayal, Devil's Advocate. It was a betrayal when when Jason Light let him walk in free agency because we know that Glennon was a superior quarterback to Jameis Winston. And then you show up to your new home and you're you're a refugee and 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 they look at you and they say, "Hey, you're our guy." And then two weeks later, they draft Bitch Trubitsky and they trade up to get him. And how do you think that makes Glennon feel? It makes him not feel very good. So. Uh, I, I feel I feel bad, Devil's Advocate. I appreciate you asking me how I feel because I've had sleepless nights over over the mistreatment of, of Glennon. It shows. Yep. All right, we're nearing um, an hour here, so let me. Um, 
let me carry can, can you summarize the last one as Mike Lennon a better way to cook it's <laughs> <laughs> podcast Glad brought to you by there. Mike Lennon yeah. a taller way to play no, no joke Blue Apron should be sponsoring this at this point I've thrown it in there twice so. that's true Okay, one more from well, why would they um, now? from Skelder for free. Skelder ninety three. There was a ton of discussion on the sub before the draft about how we need to upgrade the offensive line, but we didn't take any OL players in the draft. Do you think that was a product of the players available when we picked, or do you think Light and Cutter see something in the line we have now that the fan base doesn't? How do you predict that unit performs this year? Uh, yeah, getting thumbs down around the table, and I agree. Uh, it is a, uh, it, it, it's a concern. Um, I think we are positioning Jameis in a way that Grigson positioned Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, and in that he gave Andrew Luck a ton of weapons, guys like Philip Dorsett he drafted, um, and, you know, they already had T.Y. Hilton, but Andrew Luck got decimated with the line in front of him. Uh, it was not a good line. They did invest in Ryan Kelly, who was looking promising last year. Uh, but with Jameis, the guys in front of him are Donovan Smith, who entering his third year is not looking good at all. J.R. Sweezy, who we paid $9 million a year to. Uh, we just restructured him, but it was he a hasn't played exor- yet, right? No, he hasn't played yet. He yeah. had a back injury last year. And now, when he's he got a playing, weird head. You want to look up pictures of him. He's got a weird that head. Guy he looks is like really, he looks like, really weird. like Biff from Back to the Future if you put his head in a vice. Am he I looks right? like his head has a smaller head coming out of it. It does. Look it up, all right? Look it up. Look, he's, he's speaking the truth here. Um, I think I've looked up enough NFL yeah. players. I think, I, 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 I think so, we could say definitively that a head shape, very little impact on performance. Agreed. So, mm-hmm. Ali Marpet, we're moving to center. Clearly he's our best disregard the, practice, the age-old practice of phrenology. I do. Not my college <laughs> Different. And, and, then guys, and then, guys, we got, we got Kevin Pantfile on the right side. That's not a. That, that's not someone who asks you a question, Kevin Pantfile. That's, <laughs> that's his name. It's not. It's not Kevin Pedophile. It's Pantfile. That sounds. Oh, it sounds very made up. Can't read that one out loud. It sounds like one of your offensive linemen has three children dressed up as it as an adult in a large coat. I don't even know what that means. And then and they then, made up the name Kevin Pantfile. And then, and then on the right side, we got DeMar Dotson, who... Um, Great name. When he's not getting uh, the same number of flags as, as the United Nations, he's, uh, he's actually pretty good. Guy can play. <laughs> Have you ever, do you even know... Dude, are, you, are, you, are you trolling with me? You with me I more? think he's auditioning for like a WWE announcer job. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so I don't... Skeller, I don't feel good about the line, but you know, like you said, maybe there's something Cutter and Light know that I don't. I'm just a fencing coach, not a, not a football coach. So, you know, I, I think that uh, – we'll see. I, I think Jameis is probably going to get uh, beheaded. Because <laughs> well, look at our line. It's done. Yeah. You don't have yeah. a good line. It's Everybody gonna, gonna, keep, people keep making excuses it's for tough. our line. They're like, they're like, oh, they're just inexperienced, and, and uh, it's okay. I'll get the ball out. But no. At a certain I, point, it just – players aren't good. Yeah, like when you, when you have like a like, – when you have like a three-year-old – uh, toddler that's like blocking in front of you against you know somebody who's very large and, and athletic is a toddler going to be able to to stop them? No, no. no. In in defense of your your GM, my I feel like and people can correct me on this if I'm wrong and I'm an idiot, which I am. It's hard to find quick fixes in the draft 
uh, offensive line. I feel like the consensus that I've heard is that line play is not great these days, and people coming out of college are playing in systems that are not conducive to playing in the NFL. I feel like it's I would hard agree to, with that. I feel like it's very hard to find a quick fix. And so when people are always clamoring, people with bad teams with bad lines, the fans clamor for them to draft an offensive lineman and draft them high. I mean, all of these guys need to develop. But you know, and, and yeah. a lot of the guys who've been taken like first. But there have been. But look at a lot of there weren't a lot of names. So there was not at, a lot. There look at the Cowboys. The Cowboys have drafted through through the draft, acquired a mm-hmm. good offensive took, line. It can happen. Every, yeah, and but they, they, they took and a first they did, round but pick they, every single year. Tyron Smith, yeah. first round pick. And they, I'm not saying it's not. And they developed along. That's how you do it. They developed alongside each other, but they didn't draft them all at once and have them all be good. A lot of these guys, Tyron Smith, is what a few years into. Into it now. Sure, but drafted. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it takes a little. He was while. drafted what yeah. 2000. And so you have to do it. But, but you can do it. But asking, the draft you can, you saying. can. But asking yeah. for clamoring for that quick fix to find a lineman who's going to suddenly make the team all right. I think it's one of those positions that requires some like. But if you were looking for major progress this year, it might not. This might not have been the year for that. Well, if if the Buccaneers need an offensive lineman, I'm willing to eat a lot more and go to the gym a little bit more. Yeah, and then that we'll, seems like enough. Yeah, but I'll take the, you need I'll, to do. I'll take the millions of dollars. I yeah, I'm certainly, sure. I'm advance. certainly appreciative of, of Patriots way. legend uh, Logan Mankins, who we traded for. Uh, he had his uh, stellar career in Tampa and no other teams. And uh, with <laughs> that, we're going to end the podcast. So I just want to say um, what we covered this week, and that is that I'm, I'm very glad that my friend Will over here admitted that the Patriots are serial cheaters. Shameful. Serial cheaters who would never have won without what they did. And with that, no with that, with that, with that, we're going to end the podcast. Lyme disease sounds delicious.